Hey guys, this is Michael, the host of the WDYM, the What Do You Mean podcast. And hey, if you have a passion for anime, sports, manga, sports entertainment, politics, sea turtles, the environment, you name it, come do it here on Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Everything you need is all in one place. Anchor has all the tools that allows you to record and edit your podcast right here on your phone and or computer. If you're worried about distribution, I don't think you should. Because there's plenty of platforms that you can do this from. From Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Amazon Music, Pocket Cast, Sister, just to name some of them. Everything you need is right here in one place. Go ahead and download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get it started. Oh, by the way, Anchor is totally free. So let me tell you this. If you build it, they will come. Go ahead and download the Anchor app and go to anchor.fm and get your podcast started. This episode of the WDYM, today we are talking about giving your work a six-week notice and the pride and joy of Cincinnati, the Cincinnati Bengals. Welcome to the What Do You Mean podcast. Back to episode four of the What Do You Mean podcast or the WDYM. I'm your host, Michael Gillespie. How are you guys doing today? First and foremost, I don't know where you're from or where you're listening from, but where, I, where I'm from, it's been hot. So guys, please stay hydrated. Please stay out of the sun unless you like the sun. And if you are in the sun, make sure you're wearing your, your sunscreen. Uh, and also, thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast. Uh, today's episode, like I mentioned before, giving your work a six-week notice and also... We're going to talk about the Cincinnati Bungles, or Bengals, depending on what side of the fence you're on. So first and foremost, let's get it. What's going on? What the hell's going on? What in the world's going on? Let's talk about giving two-week notices. Uh, recently, I just put in my two-week notice to my job. Um, my last day was yesterday. And they were still fighting for me to that very day, which is very, um, very nice. You know, very nice to feel that you are welcome, wanted, and needed, and all that stuff. But I turned a two-week notice into a six-week notice. <laughs> Let me explain how that worked out. Um, first and foremost, you know, I like my job. I really did like where I was working. I was working at a retirement community and working with nursing staff, the AA, people in activities, the administrative people, everybody. It really brought a sense of community to the actual community itself. And it was great. It was great. It was no problems with me working there for that community. It was the problems with my upper management and all that stuff. But let me explain how all this started. Excuse me. So the very f- thing that started this 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 process was that we got new management and when we get new management we get used to old management and how they did things and everything and some management works well some management doesn't we learn that through the process of working with people and all that stuff and working with managers and leaders and if this person can lead or not the very first thing that this man did was call some we were at, we have conference calls where we're all on a on a conference call, on a Zoom or anything like that, because that's the way it's been now since COVID, COVID happened. 
And he would say something like, let's just use my name because it's easy. He would say, hey, I talked to Mike and Ike today, and we're going to get this thing s- situated, like some, a problem that was arose. And the person that they were talking to, like that Mike and Ike, they would text me, like, can you believe what this fool just said? He just called me, Mike and Ike, in front of all my all the supervision, all the coworkers and all that stuff. Can, and she, and he, <laughs> she was like, can you believe that? And then eventually she put in her four-week notice because she said, you're not going to disrespect me. And I get that, and I understand that, and I'm not mad at her for that. That's fine. The second thing happened was where another manager just said, hmm, they're eliminating my position. I said, I said, how can they do that? Like, are they, and how, how do you do that? How do you eliminate someone's position that is clearly needed? Uh, they gave him a 60-day notice, so you need to find another job because you ain't working here. So two things immediately happened where we have no plan, no plan of action, no, no one's coming in. So who does that fall on? You got it. It fell on me. Now I'm the local dietitian, and now I got to be a manager at another facility. So when this happened, I, 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 reached, out, I reached out to my boss. I said, hey, look, bro. And they say, bro. I said, look, man, that you, we don't have a manager at this location. We don't have a dietitian at my location. I said, look, I'm going to fill in these spots because it needs to be filled. I'm going to need to be compensated for that. Now, what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with asking to be compensated for that. Not my book. You want me to do all this extra work? I'm expecting to be paid for it. So he said, okay. So with that being said, I'm at the point where I can start looking for another job because if I want to stay within the company, I got to do it within a certain amount of time. And and so when I do fill out these applications, one of the lines says, have you informed your boss that you plan on moving? And I put his his whole name in there. I said, put blankety blank at gmail.com. Phone number 513-1111. You know, I put all his information in it because I'm leaving. That is part of the six-week notice. Like, hey, bro, you see this? You see this application? I'm applying for this hospital. Something's wrong here. You haven't compensated me yet. I'm looking for another job. You cannot, you can't be, you can't do nothing wrong with that. Not in my book. So, therefore, he knows I'm looking for another job. So as that application went through and it didn't go through, it happened again. I put in for another job. I have to put in his name, blankety-blank at gmail.com, 513-111-1111. I applied for a second job. I even text him. I said, look, I'm applying for this job. There you go. Submit it up. All he said was, okay. So I applied for two jobs. That is basically telling you, you need to hurry up and fix this because I'm not doing this for the pay that I'm getting paid right now. That took two weeks. And guess what? I got the job. As expected. They like me. The interview process went well. They like me. So here we go. I tell them, look, I got this job. Here you go. I'm giving you a three-week notice because I don't want to leave. Three-week notice. My last day is the 27th. 
Here you go. And then he comes back to me. No. What is, what's the problem? Dude, you don't know the problem? I need to get paid. I need some money. I need some some thriller. You know, I need some. I, look, you know what I do. I do a good job. The community that I work for, they like me. I want to be compensated. So this is about money. I said, dog, I got to repeat myself. Yes, just give me some money. So that three weeks, the first week, don't hear nothing from him. I'm like, okay, so he's not taking me seriously. Like, how can he go one whole week without now nothing? So my new job calls me and be like, hey, this is what we're going to offer you. We're going to give you X amount of money. How do you feel? I said, that's, that's great. You know, I was like, okay. So I told him, like, hey, this is what they're offering me. You got like two weeks left. What are you going to do about it? They're like, okay. So they come back with a counter offer, which was not not really a counter. Listen to this. They, I told him I'm getting X amount. I'm getting this. This is what they're going to offer me. What do you guys? He counted it with an extra thousand. On top of that, extra thousand, extra thousand. You know, after that's taxed, I'm not getting. I'm not getting. That's four hundred, maybe five. If I'm lucky. I said, no, bro, you got to do better than that. So I said, look, man, if if this is you going to just give me that, I look, I'm going to need my I need, I'm going to need my weekends back. I'm going to need my Saturday, Sunday off because that's that's when I first got there. I got my Saturdays and Sundays off and they took it away because business dictated this. So it switched to one week. I get one day off and the next week I get three days off. It's an imbalance that it just doesn't work for me. And plus, it wasn't on the weekend. Like, what I came, when you come into these interviews, you're like, hey, you know, can I get, you get Monday through Friday, you work Monday through Friday and get the weekends. That's part of the perk of working for that job. And they took it away because business dictated it. That's fine. However, I want my weekends back. It's like, okay. So, want the weekends back. I'm like, all right. So then, the second we go through, nothing so i'm sitting there like yo these cats think i'm playing i will leave lickety split if you guys don't give me what i want i'm not a greedy person i promise you that i'm not but i want what i want and this is what i want so rewind or we're down to the last days it is it is wednesday it is wednesday I'm uh, and I'm off Thursday. It's Wednesday. This is this is it. We're down to the last two days of me working. You know, Friday, I might not even show up. It's Friday. I got a guaranteed job. Yo, I might be lickety split gone. So it comes back Wednesday. I get a text message from someone who's in the community. One of the high execs in the community is like, "Hey, Michael." Uh, you know, I heard about you leaving. Uh, we really like you. We want you to stay. Losing you would be a big loss. That's what she said. That was the that was a text message. She said something to that to that accord. So I'm like, oh man, I cannot believe this exact reached out to me to this to to say like you know it would be a huge loss for us us. As this Unidyne, my company that I'm working for or used to work for, and then the community I work that I'm contracted to work for, you know, they're saying it's a huge loss for us. So I'm like, all right. So I text her back and said, hey, 
How are you? And that's the end of the conversation. What happened to the conversation? Literally. Those are crickets. Because if you're going to reach out to me, I expect you to, and I reply, I respect you. I expect you to, to <laughs> hit me back. You're reaching out to me saying, hey, it's a big loss for us. And I reach out to you. Say, hey, how are you? What do you want to talk about? I'm open. Maybe you can give me some answers. Maybe you can make persuade me to stay by giving me these answers. Because the thing is, is that there's been some things that happened that I asked questions for. But I'm hoping I can get these these questions from answers from you, and you don't reply back to me. So that was the final straw. I said, you know what? I'm done. I'm gonna go move on after Friday. I'm going to just move on because it's time. This is a sign for me to move on. So Friday comes around. The last day. The very last day. They hit me up. They say, hey, we've got a new offer for you. This is Friday. This is it. This is the ninth inning, two outs, nobody on base. I'm down by two runs. And now they're giving me yet another proposal. Now, remember that X amount of money? That was 1000 They increased it to five. So I'm like, shoot, that's now this is like, you know, poor Republican money. Like, hey, this is hey, I could do some damage with this. You know what I'm saying? I could really use this type of poor Republican money. I'm like, all right. So then and then on top of that, they offer me a new position. The position I hold now is chef manager. So if I take this position i am the executive chef so therefore i get all access to new things and and title position on the last day i said i said what am i supposed to do on the last day i can't even like you know go home and think about it because this is the last day and they said on top of this on top of all that so if you stay an extra week, I'll throw in a two k a two k bonus. Just throw me two k in my bank account. So I'm like, yo, this is crazy. They're offering me. They're throwing all this uh, poor Republican money at me because that's how I'm feeling. I'm like, yo, I'm about to be a poor Republican if this keeps up. Two k for just one week, and then get this new new title. It's hard. It was hard to to think about this. In the last day, but I, the way I felt, it was like it was too late. It was too late. You you guys screwed this up to a point where I can't stay because my other job is expecting me, and I don't like being painted out painted out as a villain. I don't like hurting people, and I don't like being looked at as a villain. You know, I gave this lady kind of my word of hey, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there on Monday. I even told her like, look, they're throwing like bags of cash in my face right now. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm looking at this position. Can you increase my increase my pay to match it? And she said no, and I was cool with that because I've already gave my word that I'm going to be there on Monday. So it was the even though they sweetened the pot and the pot was <laughs> that pot was sweet. I felt like I already gave my word and that I wasn't going to be there. I'm sorry. I loved that community. I loved doing what I did there. But I stand for something. And the things that we were doing because of the, let's see, I got to word this carefully. 
the things that we were doing now because of the new contract was signed was crappy. And I'll say it like that, crappy. Um, one of the things that that always sits in my mind is that one of our entrees was bologna. We fed them fried bologna on a sandwich. And, I'm, and I always think to myself, as a, um, as a culinarian, that we're feeding elderly people bologna. Now, if my parents were in this retirement home and I saw bologna on the menu, I'm going to fight somebody. I'm really going to go back in the kitchen and knock somebody out because that, that's, that's uncalled for. And for us to honor, put that on the menu and say that's okay, it didn't sit well with me as a culinarian and as a person. So, um, yeah, I had to go because I don't think we're going to be doing that where I'm going now. So, overall, again, I like the place. I love the place. I would go back if I could, but it's uh, time to move on. So, with that being said, let's hit that commercial and let's hit this uh, the next part of the story. Men, it's time to stop visiting the soap section in all your grocery stores. That may sound gross, but guess what? Those bars and liquid soaps are gross. What you need to do is go to DrSquash.com. DrSquash.com offers you a natural soap that makes you, your skin, smell, and feel great. I've been doing it for a couple months now. I got three bars of soap that I typically mess with, bay rum, spearmint basil, and alpine sage. And I will never go back to liquid soaps or bar soaps again. Go to DrSquash.com, fill out a, fill out a survey to find out what, what bars of soap work for you, and thank me later. DrSquash.com feel like a man smell like a champion you guys need to listen to that man because that dr squash soap is it's amazing to me man it really is uh since i've since i've been using it i've been stocking up on it. i've i've i got three bars left and man i'm telling you that dr squash is the heat all right topic number two is what we're talking about today it's a nfl preseason starting and everybody in my beloved town of Cincinnati, Ohio, loves the Cincinnati Bengals. And I don't understand why. I don't. I really don't. Uh, I've been here since the 80s and all that stuff. And uh, it's terrible. The product, the product on the field has been terrible. And uh, let me explain uh, why. Well, I don't even know why. But let me explain my reasoning for it. When I came into consciousness of what football is... In the 80s, early 90s, uh, the Bengals won the Super Bowl. Surprise, surprise. They've been to two Super Bowls but and beaten by both, by the 40, San Francisco 49ers. And ever since then, the Bengals is trash. Uh, there's a little ongoing joke with the Cincinnati Bengals, calling them Cincinnati Bungles. Now, look, as a pro organization, as a pro team, there has to be some accountability for their their lack of success. The time we had the biggest success was the in the 2000s to 2010s so to speak. But I'm a kid of the 90s and let me tell you this, let me let me read off some of the some of the uh, records in the 90s. 1990, 9 and 7, 91, 313, 92, 5 and 11, 93-94. Both both Nine and six, eight and eight, ninety-seven, seven and nine, ninety-eight, three thirteen, ninety-nine, four and twelve. 
Did you know you only heard one winning season in a span of 10 years? Come on, man. I mean, no, that's, that is ridiculous to even have that. Now, the Bengals been around since, what, 1968. They're going into 53 seasons. And I only count it from the, day, the year I was born to now. And they have a record of 264 and 348 in four ties. So all my life they've been a loser. And the city freaking loves the Bengals. And I don't know why. Someone explain to me why the Bengals are loved. It gets worse. 2000, 4 and 12, 01, 6 and 10, 02, 2 and 14. The list of losing goes on and on. I mean, the best time they had was when Marvin Lewis was here and they ran him out of town. The, uh, yeah, and granted, Coach Lewis couldn't get out of the first round. Okay, at least we made the playoffs. Playoffs? Yes, we, we made the playoffs before. However, the <laughs> it all starts from the top. And Mike Brown, who is the owner of the Bengals, he he doesn't care. He He does not care about winning. He cares about money and all that stuff. And let me tell you why. Do you know the Bengals, the guy? Who who got the stadium, Paul Brown Stadium, doesn't even own a stadium. The county does. Hamilton County owns the stadium. Do you know the Bengals don't have an indoor facility? This is the NFL twenty twenty one. And they play they play football in the fall slash winter time. And you're telling me that this place does not have an indoor facility? How do you how do you recruit free agents? And have them come to Cincinnati and say, hey, bro, you want to come to Cincinnati? Well, yeah. Um, do you have an indoor facility? Nah, we don't have that. Okay, okay. Do you guys spend money to get free agents? Nah, we really don't do that. Do you guys win? Nah, we don't do that either. There are so many problems with the Bengals that I can't understand why it has a fan base. And the fan base, they're they're weird. And I'm gonna say I'm gonna tell you why. If we beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is supposed to be our rival, one game that saves the whole season. If we beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, just one game, the city's the Bengals are forgiven. That's okay. At least we got the Steelers once. That's. Could you imagine any other franchise having that mentality? It's 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 bad. It is bad. It is bad. It is bad. So let's recap. Uh, let's see. Two Super Bowl appearances. They've had, let's see, one playoff appearance in the 90s, two playoff appearances in two, from 2000 to 2009, and then three in 12, 13, and 14. What happened 12, 2015? They should have had a playoff appearance. 12 and 4. But that's what I'm saying. And then Hall of Fame. There's like nobody... I can't even think who was a Bengal that's in the in the Hall of in the NFL Hall of Fame. Maybe Anthony Munoz, maybe. It's just that the and and and, and the last thing that I want to say is that the Cincinnati sports franchises. You got the Cincinnati Bengals, you got the Cincinnati Reds, and then you got the new soccer team FCC Cincinnati. They're all. 
now have a mentality of losing. Now, I'm going to give FCC Cincinnati the break because they're a new team. And they've had success in the lower divisions of soccer, the USL, and have yet to maintain success in the MLS. But give it time. I think once, uh, I don't know, I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping that there will be success sometime in the future for the FC Cincinnati. But the Bengals, no, sir. No, I am, I don't, I don't watch the NFL. And I definitely don't watch Cincinnati Bengals. no. Way and that's that's that is it. Uh, franchise has been around since 1968 and had two Super Bowl appearances. Now I know some hasn't even gone, whatever the case may be. But I was I was raised into that when I saw it when I was a kid. I said, "Oh, the Bengals are good." And to add additional fact, the Reds were in the in the World Series, but they actually won it. No, see, no, I'm not fooled by Cincinnati no more. That's why I don't I root for FC Cincinnati because they are newborns in this business. Of sports in Cincinnati, but hell, we had a basketball team and ran those some bitches off. And I'm sorry to cuss, apologize for cussing, but we don't. I mean, we had a basketball NBA franchise, ran them off, and the Bengals are the Bengals. The Reds are up and down, but that's another. That's a whole nother topic for a whole nother episode. We got to keep those up because I'm trying to keep this stuff doing weekly. With that being said, we're gonna close this episode up. We are done with episode four. Talking about those stinking butt bangles. <laughs> and that's a wrap, my people. Hey, thank you for tuning in. Appreciate your time and have a good day.